Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Freddy Graller. Hey. Hey. You're back. <laughs> I'm this is, back. This is my, what is it? Like maybe your fourth episode? No, I think it's my third. I was once here and then we did the live one. Remember? We last, did. Like summer, like one and a half years ago now. Fuck yeah. yeah. For Podfest. Podfest. Yes. Podfest Berlin. Yay. Shout out to Daniel Stern. Yes. You know what happened that last um, podcast when uh, with you, um, the guy didn't press record or it like wiped my SD card. What? The same thing happened the next podcast when I had Pat on. Kidding me? Mm -hmm. But but you did release it, no? Yeah yeah yeah. I got the audio from my phone. Oh fucking hell! (laughs) And I was the only. I was the only podcaster that had that happen. (laughs) Twice. Twice. Was it the same technician? Nah, different technician, but same venue. Really? Yeah, pretty funny. Wow. Yeah, Daniel was very, very embarrassed and apologetic. And we like that. He's gonna, he's gonna hate that I'm mentioning it again. (laughs) How many times? Just like every time. Just every time I think about Dan, I think no, I don't. We love Podfest. We we do. We love Podfest. We love Daniel Stern. Um, So I've, I've got like I haven't done an episode in like three weeks. And, and that's uh, a great thing it is in good, Anna's life. That's amazing. You, you always have to congratulate you on like taking time off. <laughs> Thanks. Because you were a maniac. I'm a bit of a maniac, I guess. It was nice. I did my little like end of year post um, on Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. And um, it was very sweet. Like I just sort of mentioned all the work. Like I only mentioned the work stuff, you know, and it was very sweet. One of the somebody mentioned and don't forget about your amazing podcast. Like, I, and I was like, oh, thanks for just <laughs> like, like just p- propping up my CV oh, here. Yeah. Like, I really do it as kind of like I feel Instagram is purely for business. And so yeah. I put it because it is like a it's like a portfolio. Right. And yeah. so I'm going to show. And it's very much your brand. So it mm. really helps to define who you are online. I feel like. Yeah. A little spoken like a true marketing <laughs> barf. Right. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. God, it's so crazy how much we have to be like business people to be comedians yeah. these days. And how bad I am at it. <laughs> I saw a little thing of um on you. I didn't watch the whole thing because I'm, you know, I, I scroll a little bit and then I'm like, do work, Anna. Um, but you were talking about how to not become famous. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how successful I know. you are. I did. It's like a. It's 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 like a, a spoof of a podcast reel. So it looks like I'm in a podcast. I'm not in podcast. It was just like I just I put on yeah. I would just put on earphones and put a, put a microphone there, and then I talked about like uh, how hard it is to as a female comedian because it's so easy for us to be famous because everybody wants us, and like mm. how I take very careful care of just not quite getting famous, just like posting reels just a little bit outside of the good time slot. <laughs> like don't post at 12, post at 2.30. Yeah, exactly, yeah. when nobody's watching. Right? <laughs> oh my God. I, I feel like I feel like so, uh, so often, I was just thinking this as I was posting a reel this morning, well, technically at 12, because uh, that's the time to post. Like, <laughs> how, I did as well. <laughs> but how often, like, something will fuck up technologically. Oh, my God. Like, like all of a sudden, my my um, Canva on my the phone that I use for uploading, my Canva wouldn't let me download any of the images that I was trying to download on the phone. And then I had to close the app, reopen it, close the app, reopen it. Wouldn't, I had to restart the whole phone. By then, I was like, okay, I'll upload the clips to my Dropbox so my other phone can get it. And already it's like 11.58. I'm like, ah. I was like, just before for Christmas for like a whole week I couldn't upload any reels it would always be like fail to upload fail I was like do I need to like end my career now I mean it was like <laughs> insane that's hilarious I, I did everything I deleted the app I reinstalled I mean everything clear cache like, every I mean uh I and then and then I just took another reel and then it worked 
I don't know. I, I still know. It's it's infuriating how, yeah, like if I miss the 12 o'clock or I miss like one o'clock even, like I'll even post at 12.30 or one. I know, I, yeah, whatever. But like, uh, but what I'm saying, uh, if I miss like the, sort of that time frame, and then it's like, oh, I can't advertise the thing today. No, like exactly. there's almost no point. Like yeah. why would I just d- dump it, dump I it? Know. Like it's like, so dumb. <sighs> I'm trying to think of an analogy. I'm like, it's like, it's like putting your rubbish next to the bin, you know, instead of or today. Or today I posted something at like 12 and then I saw that my fonts were like a little cut off. I don't know why. Um, and so I had to delete it and upload it again and of course the algorithm doesn't like that so now i have like 300 views uh, <laughs> like cool and it's so well, annoying, that like, was pointless right and then in like preview mode sometimes it'll be fine but then you look at the reel and it's like hold on it's made my my instagram size picture at the end of the reel like like it's now cut off like so all these little things and it's like god damn we work so hard and then there's like these little bugs that just fuck it yeah or like you put music because the algorithm likes if you put music mm-hmm. and then you try to tag a collaborator but they don't use the music feature so you can't tag them yep. i'm like this is or because you use music you then can't boost the post it's just it's so boring and annoying mm-hmm. <laughs> so boring but i love the concept of you doing uh like pretending you're being asked these questions on a podcast <laughs> yeah. and I, mean, I think i'll continue that just to like have a have a platform to vent about stuff that i find ridiculous i think it's really i think it's a really great like i didn't realize that and i think that's a really great <laughs> i mean format. i haven't exposed that it's fake i just no. said like oh i'm working on an exciting new podcast project but it looked great and yeah i loved it i, I bought like a 10 euro just like a li- little tripod microphone it's not even plugged into it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that gives me so much joy <laughs> it's just like fuck you i care about I don't know podcast. if it would make it funnier if that was like visible, you know. Like, I know I will. I think I sure. think in the second maybe I'll just show the cable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, so many things have happened uh, in the last since month we, and last, since we last spoke, really, one on, and a half years ago on air. <laughs> yeah, no, we see each other all the time. I know. I know. You've basically been like uh, getting all the like blow by blow updates of my of my relationship. That's true. Very nice. <laughs> Very heartwarming. I love it. Which um, it's so funny. I've caught up with a few people. And it's been like towards the end of the catch up that I'm like, oh, yeah, and we're living together now. And they're like, what? You didn't say that? Like having a lunch for an hour and a half. And then I just kind of drop it in. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels very surreal to. Yeah, it is nice. I'm like I said, uh, uh, when we last spoke, I I have a lot of respect for it because I just like um, uh, after Christmas, I had a, a gentleman visit me from another city that I'd been bumbling with. And uh, so that you say it, a gentleman that you've been bumbling. It was all very respectful, you know, and mature. That's why that's the correct term. The way you frame it, it sort of takes it to a different era. I know, but it felt it was like very like I like it now. I'm in the era where I don't like sexy texting before I've met them. I'm that's just Mm -hmm. gross to me because like I've just had like where the phone call, even like phone calls were like kind of very kind of intimate and even like flirty. And then you meet them and you're like. Oh, who are you? Yeah, no, no, you need to meet. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. like I've I've gone off that. Yep. Like, if you mm-hmm. never meet, then you can be sexy, whatever. I don't care. But it's sure. it's just so embarrassing once you've opened yourself up and you're like, oh, I once went on a date with. <laughs> I can see the disgust. First, <laughs> no, honestly, like I had a really intense phone call with someone, and it was he he did like body work and stuff, so it was quite you know it was quite like intimate in certain uh, respects maybe, and then I saw him in. 
he looked physically so different and he had like a little bit of egg on his cheek <laughs> and i was just like so disgusted i mean it was just like and then Why i went he? on like a two hour date with him and at one point we were crossing the road and he just grabbed my hand and i was i felt like violated oh. it was so bizarre and so i don't trust even phone calls anymore yeah, no, because no, no, no. they can be so like it's just a different thing to see somebody physically it's so stupid but Abs it's true no it's it's well no it's, it makes total sense you know in in the physical uh in physical presence you you are able to smell their pheromones and I think that's it, yeah. And then also photos can be very misleading. And And like uh, guys don't even do it on purpose because they're too stupid. They don't even know how to take good pictures sometimes, I think. You could put it's it down like to stupidity, but you could also put it down <laughs> to strategy, you know? I think um oh, yeah. like I, I got very good at this is gonna sound really mean, but I got quite good at figuring out if someone was small like like physically mm -hmm. a small person like looking at the ratios yeah, in the, the picture yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know exactly exactly <laughs> and just like looking at all the objects in the background and <laughs> <laughs> just, there's the eiffel tower <laughs> yeah. just perspective you know yeah, yeah. um but also a, a rule that i made uh i think it was sort of in my last like i'd say 2022 um i was pretty pretty uh prolific on the dating apps i would say yeah. like I, I was really putting the time in and trying to very you know, anti-short man um no no i'm not anti-short man i've been with lots of short men and i've got nothing against short yeah me men. too i also yeah. want to say that even like last year two really beautiful encounters with short men that were shorter than me yeah so, i have no i have that. no issue with it but it's more like how yeah if they're if they're physically a lot small, you know how there are people that are oh, just you small mean like, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I'm not a small woman. Like compared to, okay, compared to like some breeds of women, yes, I... <laughs> well, we had to take it there. Breeds. <laughs> but like, I'm like... No, yeah, I'm also like broad shoulder. I'm not like yeah. a, a slight woman. I'm not a slight not dainty, dainty little no. thing. No. I'm not petite. So I don't want to be like, it's fine a dude being shorter than me, but for him to be petite yeah is exactly. is, is uncomfortable it can be quite uncomfortable and um anyway and so i was at this point where i was like on a weekend i would i had a like there were weekends where i had maybe three dates and but i'd arrange them so it would just be like an hour and a half between a show between yeah. shows or before a show uh and there was a few that like wanted phone calls and yeah. getting to know me and uh and after two day two guys i realized no like absolutely not. like it's taking it, it takes so much more time like a then phone meeting call then meeting in person no no no. i mean like a phone call phone call isn't a bad check-in but it's it gives you i think as much information you as need texting. a video call but yeah. i think most people don't want that which i also understand yeah yeah i i, I think just I if the text is like uh, got good flow then meet and like yeah. don't spend two like i like you know you can i think a couple of days is enough of texting and then yeah, yeah, yeah. and then meet but honestly it's so cold outside like i had a, I had a guy after <laughs> yesterday like if, if we wanted to meet and i'm just like I have so many things to prepare. I have to prepare my solo show. I have work to do. I cannot. And he was like, yeah, let's. And I was like, how do you feel about voice messages? And he was like, I think I'd rather meet in like minus 15 degree weather for a walk. I'm like, I'm never going to do a cold walk after the pandemic. After the I'm pandemic. I'm just like, I, I can't. Like, like where nose. were you in like, 2020 we, you can't to even suggest like, that? You just kind of like, you don't even look at each other when you're like walking next. It's like, what's the point? Also, yeah. we're out of that now. We don't need yeah, we to don't do that. that. I uh, I think, yeah, I think January is a tough time to date, though. 
Like just yeah, generally like people are too needy and too weak. <laughs> too weak to <laughs> Yeah, too, too, I was going to say weedy, too, yeah, man, too weak, too needy. And like, you're, you're struggling with your own, you know, yeah. looking forward in the year, feeling, feeling like everything's so bleak, you know, like it's, it's tough to, like, it's I not a good so. time to date, yeah. I think. Yeah, most people don't really feel like the greatest in their body. No. Like after Christmas, I have a little, you know, uh, a little armor of marzipan oh, around yeah. my body after <laughs> I had such a, this is a weird, like, okay, not negative. It was the most unique Christmas I've ever experienced. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it was alcohol free. It was family free. <laughs> free doesn't sound like the right, it's not quite the right phrasing, but like no family, no alcohol, and uh, no one, like being in a little a little apartment on a, on a lake um, in the north of Germany, like nothing happening around us. Nice. It was just so calm. Yeah. And peaceful yeah. and like like zero drama like just not just like easeful joy doing whatever i want like i'm not ha- and like also still healthy like i feel like often with family i don't know i don't know i don't i don't feel like i'm unhealthy but i feel like uh, when you're in family you're often triggered into old behaviors that you oh, had for sure yeah with your family and so like that might be overeating or or just like people overeat around you and so you start yeah, overeating yeah. and yeah, yeah. And you're just eating all the crap food. And, and you never go outside. And you don't go outside. And like there's often lots of alcohol as well. And uh, different people and encouraging you. need alcohol you. to like <laughs> make it through. Yeah, right? And so this was like such a healthy, like, you know, like a healthy Christmas. It's nice me. to switch it up yeah. sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, so you, um, so anyway, I interrupted you. You experienced, um, you have a lot of respect for living with a partner because you have yeah, this. Yeah, because so... I, I texted, no, I sent voice messages with this guy for like, I think two weeks and then he came to visit. So it was sort of understood that if we got along that he would stay at my place. And it was nice. I couldn't sleep the night because he was sorry. He had a bad cold and he was snoring. And so I was, I mean, when I haven't slept, I get so suicidal. I mean, it's not a great start, you know? No. Well, also him being sick. That's the first yeah, problem. Yeah, I mean, like he like, could have canceled. Yes. Of course, but he really... What I think he, we were both like really like come on let's make this happen let's let's yeah. see if we like each other so I yeah. do appreciate him making the effort but mm. he didn't have nose spray because I guess I don't know he he forgot to pack it and then when he arrived the apotheque and we're closed so mm-hmm. you know what it's like anyway and so then we spent the whole day and like I was just so thin skinned you know and and yeah. I was like wow I'm I I really can't go from like not knowing somebody or maybe the attraction wasn't big enough. Yeah, I mean, the attraction was like very, it was more like friendly. Mm-hmm. It was like nice. Like I felt very comfortable. And so I was like, yeah, you can come over. We can snuggle. And then it like turned into a very passionate uh, uh, night, but very unexpected. I didn't, I didn't expect that at all because mm-hmm. I, it wasn't so sexy before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I, yeah, it was more like friendly, I would say. So maybe okay. that was the lack. Maybe friendly with passion, though. Yeah, it's, it was. I, I've, I've not had that before interesting friendly with passion that's like the i think that's how people have like i never understood how people have like just like you know friendship plus yeah and that's i think the prerequisite i think so like being yeah like i um i think a, a lot of the people that i've slept with like ongoing over the years um it's that it's that they're a friend but i don't have this like I want to spend all my time with you. It's like, yeah. I'm happy to spend time with you now, but 
I'm very happy to go home now or I'm very happy for you to go exactly. home now. Like that's, that's enough, you know? Yeah. Whereas with um, the sort of romantic love, it's like, I don't want you to leave. Exactly. And that's normally what I have. And then it, it gets like kind of stressful very quickly for me. Because you want them? Yeah, because then I just like the drugs are in my body, you know, the, mm-hmm. the oxytocin, and then I can't let go. Yeah. Where do you think the. Okay, so, all right. So, where do you. I was doing a little bit of research into it. You were reading that book. Is it Vagina that goes mm. into all those details? Yes. I haven't read it. I, I'm thinking, is that by Naomi Wolf or is it. Naomi Klein. Klein, sorry. Yeah. Naomi Klein. Well, one That's of interesting. them. I, I always mix them up. Klein's more think... political, usually. Wolf's more um, sexual. Okay, maybe. I think it's Wolf. It's Wolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not that I know. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but Klein's all about like uh, sustainability and capitalism and neoliberalism, yeah, right. yeah, anti-neoliberalism. It's yeah, it's Wolf. Um, anyway, I was because I'm such a like a. I, I started talking about it a bit with uh, with Nia Yenifin on his um, on his podcast because he was asking about non-monogamy and uh, and my relationship is founded on non-monogamy, but. I've been very uninterested in other people. Oh. And um, who was it that said it? I, was it? Was it my stepdad? I think it was my stepdad. He was like, it's the oxytocin. Like, you don't want to sleep with other people. Oh, no. And it was Toby, my, my, my good mate, um, my bandmate oh. Toby. He was like, I've been reading this book. I forget what it is. It's on his Kindle. He sent me some. I'll see if I can pull it up. Um, but it basically goes into uh, how oxytocin works and mm. that it's there's studies done that show that um, with high oxytocin levels, uh, like men, for example, will um, keep more physical distance from an attractive woman that they've just Yeah, met. they get more territorial and more possessive, which, which sounds negative, mm-hmm. but I think it's more like... Uh, committed yeah to more the partner. M- more yeah. focused on that one partner that they're having that love yeah. experience with and um and i was like god damn it that's what it is like <laughs> i i'm so not interested in it's like i could have sex with these other people but i'm thinking about my partner yeah and it's not going to be as good as with him yeah and exactly. it isn't you and know? it's also not a compulsion like just because you're in a open rela- is that is that like mm-hmm. a, i mean i've never been in an open relationship Obviously, if you've heard anything of my story, <laughs> um, but I often, but I often feel like once you said like, "Ooh, we're in an open relationship," should I wait for you to stop? No, laughing? no, I keep going. <laughs> that there is like almost like a pressure, like, "Oh, but now I have to make use of this freedom because freedom, you know, can't just be lying around. It's got to be active." Look, and and I and I think you're right, and that's definitely. Um, that's de- that was definitely at work in I'd say the last three months. So now that my partner's moved in with me, the dynamics are a lot different. And but we were we're um, transparent. Like we'll check in and be like, oh, are you are you seeing anyone else at the moment? Yeah. And <clears throat> and so um, but other- you don't tell each other beforehand necessarily. Um, if if it's relevant, yeah. If it's not relevant, then it's not like a hey, I'm seeing this. Like it shouldn't be. I don't feel like it. Yeah, we don't want it to be this like, hey, so, you know, I'm seeing it. it's like yeah, yeah, if yeah. it's, you know, if we if one of us suggested we meet up and we've already got plans of that kind, right. we're transparent about it. Um, and obviously you're probably not going to bring somebody home, even if he might not be, like that would probably be something you'd give a heads up. We articulated that since living <laughs> together, no one comes yeah, here. If we nice. if we were to meet up with someone, it would be out of the apartment. the sacred bed of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, well, because it's our space now. Yeah, no, be, yeah. I think that makes total sense. That's yeah. a little bit protected. Yeah, and it's it's like I yeah like keep this space just our space, and then we can go and be with other people yeah. um, outside of this. But and have sex in the park. Exactly, it's right there. <laughs> Which is what the park is for in January. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like yeah, I I have had like so that before we moved in, well, before you moved in with me. There was, I was definitely making sure that I was keeping up with seeing other people to make it feel balanced. Was yeah. I particularly motivated by, I was being motivated, I was motivated by keeping the balance, yeah. not because I wanted to see other people. Yeah. And so. That takes a lot of maturity or like uh, kind of being aware of what you actually need and not just like. Yeah. But still it's like, I know that my kind of jealousy, it's like if he's seen someone and I'm not, that's going to fuck with me. Yeah. So I need to see other people to make sure that I Sorry, feel. Like, fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm present with them, but, but, but like, for example, often not staying over at their place. Cause I'm oh, like, yeah. this doesn't feel that right for me. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, and, and being transparent with the people being like, Hey, I have a partner. Yeah. And, uh, that's- really nice yeah All like sides i appreciate that I think. yeah i think that's really important but um but yeah like i i do think there's an issue with that whole trying to keep the balance thing and i i prefer non-monogamy as a basis so that if things change so for example right now we're kind of existing monogamously but if i go on tour or if he goes away it's like if we're apart for quite a while why yeah. why yeah. demand this sexual exclusivity it doesn't and even like even living together, if if he meets someone and he's attracted to them, him having sex with someone, him feeling love for someone doesn't reduce how much he feels love for me. Sure. And the other way, but it's just. Is about, it really? Is it is it uh, irrelevant to you if it's just sex or love with someone else? Um, I think like I'd prefer. I don't. It's not irrelevant, but I almost would. I'd prefer them to. Like I don't mind if it's just sex. But I want them to be having a good time. Sure. Yeah. So like if they're also feeling love with a person, that's great. Like I'm happy for that. Um, but it's often, realistically, it's often hard to hold the two things and it yeah. gets very complicated. Yeah. Um, I think just social conditioning, it gets quite complicated. Like I know for myself, it's like when I'm feeling something for someone else and I'm with this person, there's kind of this conflict in my mind about oh what does that mean does it matter and it's like trying not to be binary but it's it's some really strong yeah education that we've yeah, got for sure so yeah but living with like have have you ever lived with a partner um because i did a lot of uh, long distance uh so basically i mean i lived with somebody for three months for example but it was not because we made the decision, but that's like the, like I went to the, to LA and stayed with him. So mm -hmm. that was for three months. Yeah. Shit. I didn't know you were there for that long. Yeah. It was <laughs> a long, so a long time. No, I mean, it's a long time ago. I barely remember. No, but it was like, it was too much, you know, because we barely, mm. like we met in the summer and then he didn't really want to do a long distance relationship. And so I just decided to go back. <laughs> no, okay. I mean, like yeah. he was, he was happy about it, but uh, you know, for me, there was never a path to live there for him, and it was he didn't really want to live here. There yeah. was no reason, and so you know, if there's no future, and it's like a very long distance. So, mm. I, I mean, it was great experience, but you know, it's hard when there's no path. Yeah, for ahead. sure, for sure. I I have not really done. I've done long distance a couple of times in my life. 
Um, and it was all right. It was all right. But, um, but in terms of living with partners, I did that a lot in my twenties. Like every serious relationship I had, they, we lived together yeah, and I'm it was sure usually, it be fun. yeah, like one to three years. And I've got like maybe four, four of those experiences. So it's like, nice. but like hadn't lived with a partner since, um, my, my ex-husband. So it's like, so yeah, I'm just very, very aware of, uh, like for a long time I've been resistant to living with a partner again because I know how annoying it can be and how much those little problems yeah. can become relationship yeah. problems. Oh my God. And it's yeah. like, they just shouldn't be like, no. why put your relationship under that pressure? But it's, I feel like the break I've had has been good. Cause now it's like, I don't know. Also, I think my partner and I were very, we're very on the same page with like hygiene and tidiness, and it's huge. Yeah, and he's very I spend so much time tidying up the flat of that person. Oh, that really? <laughs> and I felt, and I'm not a particularly tidy person, so that says something. That does say something. Not like I haven't seen your apartment, and I'm sure you are. I mean, when you'll come person. over, it'll be tidy, but <laughs> <laughs> in between. But I'm, I'm, I'm very tidy. But like he. He appreciates that. And he also appreciates the fact that I've like, I'm letting him stay with me. <laughs> As he should. The pretext is that he's looking for an apartment, but yeah, yeah let's see. But, uh, <laughs> but he's, you know, and like he makes sure he does the dishes as after I cook. Like, I prefer nice. cooking anyway. And, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's conscious of, the, of using the space and very considerate of that. So like, yeah. That's amazing, you know, that whereas is amazing. so many partners are sort of just like, I don't know, almost if you start at an equal position, then maybe it's going to be harder because you both have an equal state stake and therefore whose way of living wins. Yeah, but like I mean, maybe. this was your apartment, so you obviously have the... So it's kind of good in that sense. It's like he's coming in here, so I, I get know. to lay down the law. Like, this is ours. <laughs> it sounds really rigid. No, I think it's normal. Yeah, but... It's a cute space. I love your apartment. You love my apartment? Thank Aww. you. It is cute, isn't it? It's very it's, cozy. It and it's still, like, it's small, but it has the balcony, has a bathtub. Exactly. Those are, that's what I don't have. I'm like, my apartment is bigger, but I don't have those two. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like I was thinking about this this morning. I'm like, I think with more space, we just end up filling it with crap. This yeah. apartment, you can't fill with crap because there's That's just true. not enough space. So it's yeah. like, I do a, a, a clothing cull every, every sort of six months. And then, you know, and I can't really keep too much shit. So yeah, yeah. but let's talk right. about, there's a couple of topics. Did you have anything on your mind? Cause I've got, I think one, two, maybe yeah, two topics that I want to bring up. Um, one of the things that I, I'm wearing this t-shirt, it says a mess. A mess. And that's, it's a t-shirt I bought on my tour in Sweden. And this is a riot girl band. And I had one day off in Malmö. And so I went to see her and I talk about this on stage, but I kind of wanted to, um, I thought it would be fun to, to bring this up here because mm. it was really nice because I never really, when I'm here, I never go out by myself to a concert, but no. Just because I don't even know what's... Go- There's just, like, too much going on. But in yeah. my mood, there was, like, an Irish pub and then this concert. That was it, you know? <laughs> so That's kind of like, nice, isn't it? I, I didn't know anyone else there, so I was like, I'll go. Yeah. And it was it was so satisfying, which sounds horrible, but it was, like... Uh, I, I did a gig the night before, like, kind of like a, a showcase where I did, like, a headliner spot. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like... A, you know, the audience was, like, maybe 20 people, so it wasn't mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. But the concert where they were, like two or three bands I can't remember it was like eight people and I was like oh thank god other people also <laughs> find it really hard to get live audience 
<laughs> filling rooms is tough. Point like point filling made. Filling rooms <laughs> is so tough, and it was banned. So I mean, I can't even imagine how little they made. I'm sure the mm-hmm. venue pays them. Sort of. I think it like it's it's organized Maybe. in a different way, but that was very satisfying. And then so I went <laughs> I went up to her and I bought the I bought the T-shirt. It's a really cool band. She's like a Danish riot girl, but like oh. our age, you know. So mm-hmm. and like you know, they have like you know feminist speeches in between songs and stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. love it. Do you know Riot Spears here? No, you should check out Riot Spears. Oh, nice. They're really great. We um, Dan Stone and I, we put on a we had we tried to do a concept show where it was um, basically like a Saturday Night Live where it was. Um, host monologue uh like another comedic act then um uh like stand-up comedy and then um band basically oh nice and um we got riot spears it was a loophole yeah it was a total flop but um (laughs) i think i think we managed to still get more audience than that than that show though i think we felt so bad it was a flop because the people who were there for the band didn't like the comedy and the people who were there for the comedy did not like the band and so but weird. Dan and I loved everything and we're like this is the best but none of the audience there was no crossover between oh, the audience fuck. um and I think we had like like eight guests for the maybe like eight guests for the comedy and like eight guests for mm. the band and yeah. Yeah, yeah oh that's a shame yeah but it was it was kind of nice because I mean she was I think it was kind of nice because we were both kind of like struggling artists Artist. mm-hmm. female on the road you know and uh, it was. I think she. Yeah, she lived in Berlin for a while, so she spoke German even weirdly. Um, and then, and then she was, but she was like so in this like political uh, kind of line. And then you know she was like, oh, that's so cool, you're a comedian. And she was like, oh, so man, so you're like a feminist comedian, right? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I felt like so bad because I don't really ever, I've never ever said that about myself that I'm a feminist comedian. But for mm-hmm. her, it was like so normal because that was like her political kind of subculture yeah and then i was like i feel like as a comedian i mean i'm sure it w- there's also ways to to brand yourself that would be helpful but i always more like stay away from that i mean like i feel like what i say on stage kind of speaks for itself absolutely um i think just by being just a female comedian you're kind of feminist right because you're speaking <laughs> of women's experiences on yeah. stage and putting that out there and usually comedy is exposing like um hypocrisies or you know, know um or like trauma traumatic experiences which from a female perspective is usually got some kind of sex like sexism I lens I know. Uh, but I, I immediately recoiled at her saying <laughs> which is so weird and that's just like i think from like society being like feminist is like almost like this annoying mm-hmm. thing and so i'm like yeah i don't want to be annoying i want to be like a cool woman but i don't want to be a feminist <laughs> Right. But like it has become a dirty word. But also um, on the like that same question, are you a feminist comedian is a question that I get from Mm. male from males Mm. that are meeting me as a comedian, haven't seen me perform. And they're like, are you like a feminist comedian? And it's like, like, obviously, that's not someone that I want to keep talking to. But um, because that's it's been it's been questioned in a way that's not accepting or, you know, know. Um, but I think. Yeah. Like on in a dating situation? No. Uh, uh, or just like like if you're at a social situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like, say that you're... If, really? If that's kinda, like... like oh, are you like a feminist so comedian? Like, or are you like a... You know, are you a feminist? Like, if someone asks you if you're a feminist, that's usually got an undertone it's, of judgment. Well, if a man yes. asks you that. Yes. Yeah. It's like, are you going to break And you're like, you're yeah, I'm on my, my period. You <laughs> bet I'm a feminist. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, whenever I'm asked that, I'm like, well, what do you mean by feminism? Like... Uh, like which wave so or like 
like, do you think I hate men? Are you asking if I yeah, hate exactly. men? Yeah, exactly. That's what they, that's what they want to know. You know, like, do you, th- do you, are you asking if I'm angry at my position in the world? Like, yeah. I, or, um, I mean, yes, but it's not like my core defining feature. <laughs> it's not my identity. It's I'm not, not my that identity. mad at my position in the world, to be honest. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, look, like, it's all relative, right? Yeah, but exactly. Like, you know, I still get um, angry, like finding out yesterday that a comedian on their way to a show was was um, groped, like sexually assaulted by a stranger. I cannot believe that. Who then continued to pursue her in broad daylight. Uh, and there were just no people. It happened to be no people around in a very busy area of Friedrichshain. And just she was completely at like, uh, what's the term? Just, at just his mercy. Yeah, at his mercy. And like, and thankfully he stopped. And thankfully she was able to get the fuck away. But like... That shit makes me so yeah. angry. And I had so many instances yeah. of that last year where I felt um, no- nothing ever came, um, nothing ever, like ever physical came to pass, but like a lot of energetic and verbal uh, mm. scary confrontations with men last year. So yeah, I remember at least one. <laughs> yeah. The, the bicycle getting yeah. chased home. That was, uh, and then stalker fans at shows oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. then like yeah so in those moments like when those things become uh when i'm brought to my attention then i am very angry still and yeah. like we need to keep talking about that shit because when men are like oh white women have it so easy it's like we have it easy compared to marginalized groups yes sure but we're still at risk of like shit that you guys don't have yeah. any empathy for I have so many friends like that won't use um, public transportation at night or really. Even, yeah. Or even like one of my friends, she always gets a car, but she will ask me to walk her to the car because I don't know, but I'm not afraid. I don't know. I guess I haven't been assaulted enough. Yeah. So I, but, um, uh, and so I'm like, oh, wow. I'm, they're even like normal middle class white women mm-hmm. who are afraid of going. Like I always think like Berlin is like such a safe city, and I don't, I feel p- pretty much. I mean, like I wouldn't love to go through your neighborhood at night alone. <laughs> um, but there are very few places where, I, and I mean, I would do it. You know, I do it all the time. Um, I have stopped riding through the park areas at night. Um, uh, I'll still walk from like the main, like there's a main street here and it kind of goes through the parkland. Mm-hmm. I still walk through there. I think that's, I think my mom would hate knowing that. Yeah. Um, but it is like, it's just much shorter. Like it's yeah. much shorter. So in terms of like cutting down the time that I'm on the street alone yeah. at night. Yeah. Eh. And you know, even on the main streets around here, like passing cars might not see, see stuff anyway, but um, yeah. I don't know. My but it's mom's... like it's like so insane, like what that means, because it means that women like, OK, we spent more money on like hygiene products with our tax mm-hmm. and an insane amount of money. So and then like even getting home, women have to buy more Uber fares, mm-hmm. taxis, um, car shares, whatever, mm-hmm. because they're afraid to. And like all that is just like this invisible cost, for example, invisible inequality yeah if we want to like make it kind of political it's invisible cause but like it's, it's, since we are talking about feminism we are talking about feminism let's uh, keep it on, on and brand. this is like the safest capital in the world i would say it's very yeah I in, mean, at the melbourne I'm, comedy festival they had a um you can apply and they give you um a special code to use on uber and you get ooh. up to 300 dollars worth of uber rides 
wow. covered by the festival. Wow. That's insane. Um, if you take the Uber before 3 a.m., which is still pretty generous because yeah. my show finished at like uh, 9, you know, yeah. so just to make sure that I, yeah. after oh, shows, cool. um, which was really, it was a really cool initiative, but like, yeah, there's just not, yeah, I don't know. I, I do, I, I really resent when I end up taking an Uber uh, because I don't feel safe. I fucking hate that. Like, yeah, I, had yeah this, I mean, I normally do it because I'm lazy and it's just like, I it's, do it because I'm lazy. It's cold. It's mm-hmm. one in the morning and I don't want to. Yeah. Be, I'll do it like yeah. that, but I'll, sometimes I'll be like, I'll be enjoying like spending a bit more time to get home, listening to music. Like, mm. I do a lot of writing, writing on public transport. Yeah. Um, and thinking. And so I quite like that extra time before I'm in my home environment where I can be productive in different ways. And, uh, and it really, it really annoyed. Like I had another instance last year, uh, this guy like, um, like, like, uh, looking down at my crutch and like making kissing noises at me on the what? bus. And, um, yeah. And, uh, it just happened that the bus terminated, um, five stops before my stop. And I was like, fuck, I'm alone at this bus stop with him waiting for the next bus. And then, so I called an Uber, got on, got into it and was all good. But in that moment, I then realized actually it was really good that the bus terminated early because it meant that this guy didn't see where my bus stop was, where yeah. I had a light and, and couldn't follow me home. And then had he, had he followed me off the bus, then getting into my apartment would have been oh, like oh, a hell. Yeah. But um, did you ever have, did, were you ever like, uh, were Uber drivers ever weird to you? Because a friend of mine, she says, she gets hit on so much by Uber drivers that she sometimes like called her boyfriend while she was in the Uber. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I only have like really pleasant conversations. I don't know if I have like a shield. I, I think it's Jesus, but I, yeah. I think it's Jesus. I think Jesus <laughs> is just on your lap. <laughs> Jesus is my cock blocker. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I have had lots of weird interactions with Uber drivers, but um, since it became normal to sit in the back seat less um in oh my, in, it was, in used, my well yeah. in my 20s i would get in the front oh, seat okay, of cars okay. and that was yeah, pretty yeah. dumb and i did have a guy like try and um oh touch me uh and like invite himself into my my house in australia once but um but like i was a bit more reckless reckless and a lot more not yeah. that it, it excuses it but like don't sit in the front seat yeah. but then in berlin i definitely have had like uh chatty guys that try to i don't know try yeah they talk about my sexuality or talk about like trying to get me a husband or oh, yeah, yeah, how yeah. i should cheat on my partner to be with them or their son or something um <laughs> but like never and I, I've, I've often gotten um had like weird energy you know yeah. when you just feel bad energy coming from someone yeah. being in that space so sometimes i don't like being in an uber because i'm like i feel less safe in that yeah, space yeah, yeah. uh even if nothing oh, is so, articulated it's just so interesting to me like what like why that is like the energy like thing? why why i don't have it so much mm. if like is that just such as i mean you know it could just be coincidence um or like my friend says that uh it like she often she doesn't she's not like super wealthy so she really only takes ubers when she's not feeling well mm-hmm. and she says she feels like they can like sense that she's vulnerable yeah and vulnerable and then they maybe feel like they have a shot or something i don't know i've also gotten a lot that's horrible i've also um gotten a little bit better recently because because i'm such a busy business woman. <laughs> often when i get into the car i'll um i'll be polite but i'll be very short in my responses yeah, yeah and yeah. keep the chat to a minimum and then be on my phone yeah and looking like like and i am genuinely working but i've noticed that some, a, a driver that seems chatty to begin with 
if that's what I'm doing, he yeah. shuts the fuck oh, up. Oh yeah, I often put on the light and get my notebook out and like, yeah, you know, because it's often like on the way to to a uh, show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They they will shut up. Yeah, if it makes you so, make it clear. So I think if you just look occupied and or look very like. Um, uh, not inaccessible <laughs> then they read it but if yeah. you're like da, 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 and like sometimes i used to use ubers as an opportunity to practice my german too i still yeah. do it like it's still a good opportunity but if because i'm not they're, feeling it because they're such great german exactly because they are terrible german speakers <laughs> i'm at the right level you know we're on the same level um which is very uh enjoyable you know like no judgment like they'll be like where are you from but there's no judgment of my german which is yeah, 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 very yeah, nice of course um but um, uh, so hold on. Your the point that you brought up. I'm just um, looping back around. Was um, um, said that it's unsafe. Women oh, spend feminism. more money because mm-hmm. they feel more threatened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Having said all that, I did give this older gentleman from Togo my number, who was my Uber driver. <laughs> it was insane. I got it. He was like <laughs> the nicest guy. There was like music on. He was like. Welcome to my discotheque. It was like insane. And he was wearing like the suit. And I would say he was like 50 plus, you know. Cool. And then we, we started chatting. It was like after a Christmas party. And uh, and he was he was the, he used to be the, or he was the bodyguard of a, the Tanzanian ambassador or something. And then mm-hmm. like, I guess it didn't pay well. It was off season. I'm not sure. But he off was season also, for the ambassador. <laughs> he was also... He was also uh, driving Uber now, and he was from Togo, which I think is weird that he was, but you know, whatever. And then yeah, being Togo, being no, to- no, to- Guinea, Togan, to- no, 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 he was Togo. from Guinea. Okay. And Guinea, like I grew up in Sierra Leone, so I, I don't know, it somehow came up, and then he was like so overjoyed, you know, and then he felt like this insane connection to me. That's hilarious. And then, like, as as the and then he was like, oh, we have so so many things to say to each other. I think we should be friends. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, but he was just so, he was like genuinely a very sweet person. <laughs> and then he was like, no, like, yeah, we should exchange numbers. And I just kind of hoped that it would go away by the end. Of my, but it didn't. And then he gave me his phone to put in my number. And I, I was like, he was so nice. I just couldn't bear to put in the wrong number. <laughs> Has he contacted you? Like, oh yeah. The next, <laughs> the next morning, he said, he said, "Hello, my beautiful flower." He wrote me this insanely no. romantic. I never replied. So it was romantic, even though. He oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but it was just. So I can't believe he gave it. Was, it was so beautiful to make your acquaintance last night, and so, it was like in German, but I think he like had it translated. I don't yeah, know. It was yeah, just yeah. very funny. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I have never given my number to an Uber driver, but they have asked me for it, like, and it's terrible because he also has my address i mean like what am i thinking like i think i trusted i think it was okay but still it's I, you, you trust, so dumb you trust your energy and like there are yeah. people who like like as i um as i mentioned that whole energy thing in an uber like the dude might not be even talk but you somehow feel unsafe and yeah, there's a, yeah, yeah. and there's a fucking reason for that and <laughs> and there are those and i've had so many like i i Countless Uber drivers, or like not just Uber, all all the companies, um, taxis, where I have felt super unsafe, and there's been no actual verbal or physical interaction, mm. but I've felt really unsafe, and I don't believe it was my head. You got to trust your instincts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'd say like you felt safe enough with him. Yeah, it, it, it was okay. But I've had, I've also, I have had lots of dudes like straight up be like, "Have you got a boyfriend? Can I get your number?" Oh God, no, I've never had that. Happen. Okay, I've had that quite a bit. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like last one maybe. Yeah, you, know, you just brush it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm like, ah. I'm like no, you can't. 
And he's like, okay. <laughs> he did still knows I, where did, I fucking live. Did I ever tell you the story? I once got into the back of a of a of a black SUV with like dudes with money. I mean, it was insane. It was like after when Mars was still going on at Oranienburger, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and there was I was waiting for the night bus, and there was this SUV with like two like Turkish dudes waiting around, and I was waiting for the bus, and they came up, they kind of pulled up, and they were like, "Can we give you a lift?" I'm like, "No, I'm waiting for the bus. Thanks." And it was like kind of funny, but you know, and I was like, oh. and then the bus came, but I, you know how you never really know where the night bus uh, mm, stops. stops. Mm-hmm. So I missed it. And they saw that I missed the bus. <laughs> and so they came again and they were like, can we give you a lift now? And I'm like, um, and again, I don't know why, but I was like, and then they were like, where do you live? And I was like, Kreuzberg, back and they're like, oh, that's our kids. <laughs> and I was like, okay. No, and, like it was like blackened windows. It was like insane, and like I swear the guy had like bundles of fifties in his hand. It was insane. I like I don't know. Like I think and I have a very got in. I have a very strong guardian angel. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. Like, and yeah, I got in the back of the SUV, and then these two they were like probably sort of my age, you know, kind of like Turkish family dads who had like a weird side hustle. Mm-hmm. What then, was this hustle? Were they charging? Is it like no, they going, no? Okay. They were just like they were just like riding on the. They were like, we can give you a lift. Okay. And um, I mean, I just said like Halisha's tour, which is like close mm-hmm. to my house. I mean, obviously, I didn't give them my address. And then I was sitting there, and I was like, "Hey, so how's business going?" <laughs> and then they just kind of laughed. <laughs> and then we talked about like construction in Berlin, why they couldn't go down Friedrichstrasse. I don't know. It was the it was the weirdest thing, but it was totally fine. And it was like, also like, I think they, I think for them, it was a nice experience. For me, it was a nice experience. I mean, I did take a picture of their number plate afterwards, but it was. Why it afterwards? Was, well, before that, I, I didn't. I mean. But I, why would you take it afterwards? I don't so, know. In case they followed you. and <laughs> It seemed like the TV thing to do. Afterwards. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I would say take it before I know. and then send it, it to a friend. Like I, I, I do, I do these weird, stupid things that's sometimes. But yeah, that's so, that's and it very was, risky. But it was very nice to like trust these people. They they didn't give me any reason not to trust because they were like kind of funny. Yeah, and yeah. like kind of jokey. So I, I think that that's what made me trust them. And look, like I like I'm not gonna say that you're stupid or anything. I think. <laughs> No, no way. Like it's, it, it sounds risky, but I am very, like, I think it's all about trusting your instincts. And if you felt like that was a safe thing to do, then that's totally fine. Yeah, I mean, fine. obviously I wouldn't like, recommend it to anybody, but it's like a case by case. It's a case by case. Yeah. I'm just going to turn on this light. Um, wait for it. It's going to be like a 7-Eleven. Um, <laughs> it's a case by case thing. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's all about trust. Like, for example, yesterday, um, right before I saw the comedian who got sexually assaulted on the street, I was walking just up around, like about to turn around the corner to get to the wall. And I like, I felt this, this <laughs> energy and, and I was like, eh. and I looked back and there was this like creepy guy, like right oh, behind me yeah. to the left. And I was like, Oh God, you scared me. And, um, and then I kept walking and then I noticed him coming on the other side and I looked at him and I was like, Oh, that's why you scared me. Cause I saw what he looked like. He was oh. fucking creepy. And then he, and he sort of was there for a little bit. And then he walked ahead and it was like, my body sensed yeah. his bad vibes yeah. before I even fucking saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, and that definitely happens. Yeah, and it's I think um and it uh, I was watching um been watching a few movies recently. Been watching a lot of good cinema. Watch Rosemary's Baby. Have you seen it? I've never seen that actually, but I do want. I'm not great with horror, but I, I, I want to. It's not I, that bad. I wouldn't call it a horror. Yeah. Um. I think I've got very high standards for what a horror is. It's not, it's not a horror, but it is like, it's tense and, but it's beautiful. Like it's so beautifully done. Um, and Mia Farrow is amazing oh, in I it. I love her She's so, so good. She looks so good with short hair. She does. <laughs> um, and also just like the whole set design is yes. magnificent. Like it's so beautiful to watch. Um, but it's, it's, you know, you know, loosely, you know what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. She's the nanny. No, oh. no, no, no. Um, she's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had to say three words. I was like, no, you've got it completely wrong. <laughs> no, but um, I, would, I don't want to ruin the story. But essentially, she's a, a like wife of, with a man. They move into an apartment, and like shit starts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, um, my partner was like, oh, it's supposed to be like kind of feminist or something. And then I was like, I don't think so. And then like Googled like Rose- Rosemary's Baby's feminist. And it's like, <laughs> it basically is the story of like, if there was no such thing as feminism, <laughs> what would happen oh, for women? Fine. Yeah. And so it's this really, like the thing is the protagonist is is this great depiction of innocence. And really you could argue that she does nothing wrong. Mm. And the whole and and doesn't deserve what happens, but like does nothing wrong. But at the same time, there's a few moments where she doesn't trust her instincts and mm. and and overrides them because of society's expectations on on us to be nice to people or whatever. And um, yeah, and so this whole like and and watching it, the thing that was so uncomfortable for me watching it was just this this like oh my god she's not trusting her instincts she's like just she and and that's the hardest part to watch and yeah i I just don't think the society teaches us enough to relearn how to be in touch with our instincts yeah but freddie's killing it she's (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've also made stupid mistakes you know but maybe not not that many but i don't know yeah Mm. no i've overrode my instincts a lot i think when i was in church you know yeah in a very different setting but oh yeah for sure yeah i can't wait for men to discover what that will be like to not override their instincts because i feel like they're constantly doing things that are you know determined by the social roles and not really what they think is like what benefits them or makes them feel good yeah totally and we're not talking about rape <laughs> yeah no <laughs> we're not talking about rape <laughs> you mean like yeah being vulnerable yeah and, and showing like emotions yeah and, yeah yeah absolutely one day one day <laughs> one day they're all gonna be crying um and and sweet and articulating their needs in a way that's yeah maybe mm. <laughs> i think the newer generation the newer the the younger generation is better oh for sure um than the older generation for sure um okay so i had two i had one i had at least one point that i wanted to bring up and then yeah it was a loose loose topic of um so it was because i heard a a comedian say this on stage and then i was wondering what what you think about it because like i talk about non-monogamy and stuff but being a slut you know like there's, there's a couple of points there there's a couple of prongs there's the um so the, the, a comedian said um, that they were a bad slut because they got their feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah. You probably know the comedian, maybe. We know, yeah, we know, know. the comedian, um, but just the, the... Is it a famous one or one from Berlin? Berlin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not a famous one <laughs> at all. <laughs> a 
bitch. But um, but yeah. So the the, the premise being that um, yeah, basically if you're a slut, like y- y- your feelings don't get hurt. Like you're yeah. you're a bad slut. Oh, I feel I know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like what? Like uh-huh. like uh, the sort of and also okay. So I my reputation is a bit of like. <laughs> I'm a self-proclaimed slut. Yes. Like I, I, I was going to say, it's not your reputation. Like you made sure people. Well, I own it because exactly. I'm going to be called it otherwise. Right? <laughs> like I learned from high school, but um, just uh, so kind of, I feel like it's connected that um, Dan Stern. I've mentioned him three times. I know. Weird. What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> just so much love. Um, but he, uh, when I talked about um, being with in this this relationship I'm in. And um, he was like, oh, I thought you were just about, like, lust. You know, you weren't really about Forever. <laughs> and I'm like, what, because I like sex? You think that I don't want love? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, you just, you know, you talk like you're always into sex and you want to just... And I was like, what? Like, that yeah. just seems like the craziest... Also, that's, like, who you are on stage. I mean... But I think I've also like often been vulnerable on stage and talked about like wanting to be in love. That's and... true. And also you've talked about past relationships. It's not like that's never been a part of your life. Exactly. It's yeah. like, dude, like. Also, you're a human being, but yeah. Exactly. Like there's so many elements <laughs> to this. It's like, yes, I might talk about non-monogamy. I might talk about like sex situations, but I'm, I'm in no way is any of that saying that I don't want love. Yeah. No, I, I totally, but I do think it's, it's a little bit of a, of a stage or like a comedian problem because I, I feel like one of my new year's resolution is more like in my private life is to not go into narratives I have about myself too much. Mm-hmm. And I think as a comedian, you're kind, you're, you're like prone, you're like uh, conditioning yourself to go into narratives about yourself because that's what you give people on stage. Like, mm. I mean, it's like not necessarily super seriously, but like mm. the slut narrative, that's mm-hmm. like a, it's, there's a, there's a, some truth to it. A lot of truth. I don't know, but it's, it's also with like a grain of salt, but it is something like a, a picture you paint. And sometimes I'm like, the more I talk about some, like who I am or who I think I am or who I think would be funny for the audience. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm owning that more and more, even though maybe it's just a narrative that I've not made up, but like superimposed. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like really thinking about these things a lot. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we portray ourselves not always in an honest way, which is not our job. Like we don't have to, mm. you know, have to be 100% mm. honest. And and so we go through like the more extreme places, you know, we yeah. bring out the, we bring up the fucked up dates. You know, mm-hmm, we bring out mm-hmm. we don't bring out up the the, the, the nice, nice sweet dates that we've also had. You know, yeah, 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 for sure. I think yeah. Okay, so I think um, the other prong to that was um, that some people talk about being sluts and they are not not really. They've been in lots of long term relationships mm-hmm. and haven't engaged in that much um, mm-hmm. casual. Uh, or like multiple partner situations without any exclusivity or um, yeah, like high numbers of partners, right? Yeah. Which is technically what like if the base base definition of a slut is many sexual partners. Yes. Um, and so there's there's again it's like okay, this comedian one comedian said, you know, can't be a slut if your feelings get hurt. If you've got you can get hurt feelings in a nutshell. And then other comedians who put across this like. I'm a slut, I'm a slut, but it's like, 
Actually, are you <laughs> actually like like definitely society has called you a slut maybe mm-hmm. because of how you present yourself, but in actual in your actions, mm-hmm. you're not actually you you haven't been putting yourself out there as a slut truly does. Yeah, and I'm not saying like there are real sluts and there are fake sluts. <laughs> it's just like taking like kind of um, taking that. Uh, cause and 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 taking that as and and attaching that to your um identity when you haven't actually gone through the suffering that's involved in sluttery like it's you know being Mm -hmm. a slut is like loving a lot of people (laughs) and getting your heart broken all the time yeah but also like being light with it and accepting that you know like and experimenting and all of this stuff trying to be light with it um, I see, but I wouldn't have thought that being a slut means getting your heart broken all the time. I would assume that it's more casual, so it doesn't happen. But it as can. Much. But, but yeah, of course it can. Yeah, of like, course. Yeah, yeah. Like I think um, being a slut is just trying everything and not seeing any need for sexual discretion yeah and so engaging with this person engaging with this person engaging with this person and like you might have feelings for this one but not that much with this one and uh, you know like but there's still like like the number of heartbreaks i've gone through and you've caused maybe and that i've caused for sure sure. um but like i've had my heart broken so many times um and uh so does that make you upset when people kind of use it it, it it makes me it doesn't like um, it doesn't like trigger a whole lot of feeling but it does feel insincere mm-hmm. of these people when I know mm-hmm. that it's like hey like it's it's a it's a it's a cause to like um, fight that women are uh, labeled negatively based on how they present themselves yeah sure and aspersions are made about their sexual um, uh, activities or their sex life based yeah. on how they present themselves that's fucked up but then saying that you are someone that is um highly promiscuous when you're yeah. not like there's yeah. two separate things yeah right? that's true and that's so true. I, it doesn't anger me but i wonder if there is a little like a I mean, little yeah. a little danger in taking on this identity as highly promiscuous when you haven't actually experienced it and then that somehow you could you could hurt the people that have experienced it and reduce their experience and suggest, for example, that they don't have yeah. feelings and that they yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. love and that they that's, and because that's they're, they're sexually highly sexually active means that they're less capable or interested in love. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I don't know. I think that's, I mean, I think like because we're talking about if if we're talking about comedians and like what they say on stage, I think it is hard because the audience loves it so much Mm -hmm. when we present ourselves as sluts. And like, I think I for me, it was like so weird because I started dating basically after I started comedy. And so Mm -hmm. like in the first year that I did comedy, I I left Jesus and I had an affair with a married man. Like for Mm -hmm. me, like even though it was just one affair, it was like the most promiscuous thing. So it's also a little bit context for me. That was wild. And I never <laughs> thought I would ever do something like that. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, no, I never actually talked about that, but like I had a phase. And so for me, that seemed like very promiscuous. Um, for you, it would have just been a Tuesday night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just like, ah, oh, yeah, one September. You know? like. um, but it was, it was exhilarating for me 
to talk about my sexuality on stage, mm-hmm. which I hadn't done before. And I think comedy just like opens that up. Yeah. Um, and so, it's great that people want to hear that. And, and, and it was very empowering for me to talk about my sexuality and all that. And I'm forever grateful for comedy that, you know, allow me to do that. But also like it took me, I would say a couple of years because I had like this phase where I did date a lot and then I didn't again. And to be like honest on stage again, who I actually was Mm -hmm, and be mm -hmm. like, I'm terrible at dating and you know, whatever it is that you want to reveal about yourself. You also don't have to talk about it at all, I guess. Um, And that's hard because it's, it's so much, even though there is a negative tone, I think it's still so much cooler to have a lot of sex like the 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 worst thing like you can be a, a single and that's i think in a city like berlin being single is not a bad thing but a single who's not having sex that's embarrassing like you don't ever want people to think that you're not having sex because that is still a taboo i would say i think you're right but i think there's so much strength in talking about that and so many people could relate to that and i think I in berlin's like it's such a highly like um like the number of single people I encounter in crowd work that have gotten off the apps and that are very, um, I want to say despondent, but like just ve- like their outlook, you know, they've got a very negative outlook mm. on being able to meet people and find yeah. a partner. And that's just like more and more with the single people, all the couples that I meet, they've all met through the fucking apps. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the, the recent show that we did on the 30th, you know, that was the yeah. first time that I was um, quite honest about, like I kind of, cause you have these jokes written and it takes a while for you to be able to rearrange the structure for them to rep like accurately uh, reflect reality. And so like, it was the first time that I really talked about my partner being yeah. like, kind of a serious thing now and like i'm still like awkward talking about it because i'm <laughs> like live together. <laughs> is this even happening um but yeah like uh but it, there's so much more like i i for, i struggle to do comedy when it's not true to yeah, like too. as soon as it's it's there's something inauthentic about it it doesn't work yeah 100%. Whereas I do notice other comedians do do bits and it's like, and, and, and it's fine. I'm not, ju- yeah, yeah. like, there's no judgment, but like completely um, not representing their reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so wild to me as well. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't, but it's also like people who just make up stories yeah, yeah, yeah. and say them on stage. I'm Fair. like, I cannot relate to yeah, that no. at all. And that's, <laughs> I never would have started comedy if that was like, what a stress to make up stories. I don't know. I just, yeah, well, it's just like a, a stress and it's just, how, how do you, how do you feel connected to it? Yeah. I don't, I don't um, understand that. Because I want the real embarrassment. Yeah. Like, I want, and I feel, I don't know. I always feel like people can, well, yeah, I'm, I'm always like so surprised when people ask me afterwards, like if I made that up, that I didn't have sex for 16 years. How very specific of a <laughs> wild story to make up. Like, no, of course, like, why would I? So many people ask that. They're like, did you, is that, is that real? And it's yeah. like, it's all real. It's all real. Like, all of it is real. Like, why would I be t- talking about it if it wasn't significant for me? I know. And it's and it's so interesting that, um, yeah, and that's why it's so interesting when people want to perform things that are not real for them. Yeah. And you yeah. can tell, like, especially when people start um, doing comedy and, you know, a lot of them talk about sex and that's fine. And I think it, it takes a while to be comfortable talking about it, but... You can like tell also like with some of the guys that are, you know, maybe 
you know, don't have them. And like, I'm not putting shade, like, because I didn't have an active sex life. Like, it's not mm. from like a high horse that I'm talking at all. <laughs> but like, you can tell that they're like trying out to be like a little bit more of a player on stage. And, you're, like, <laughs> and that's fine because it's a, it is a stage persona. You can do with it you whatever can, you want. You can do whatever you but want. But it yeah. is, that is, that is what's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To watch people kind of find, you know, their posi- their kind of, yeah, their their level between high status, low status, self-deprecating mm. or, mm-hmm. you know, grandiose. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. like fun to figure it out. It is fun. It is interesting watching how people, different, different people choose to use that platform. But yeah. um, So do, do you think you're going to talk about it? I think that's a great topic to talk about on stage that sluts also get their heart broken and yeah. they also look for love. Yeah, I want to talk about it. I just want to make it not sound like it's in any way a reaction to this other comedian's bit. Yeah, and I yeah, want to yeah. be very gentle and not make it like, you know, not be shitting on yeah, yeah, someone yeah. else's stuff. Um, but I think it's a really, yeah, I think it's a really important topic. But it's like. But I also like her angle because because she's like. Yeah, I think she's probably talking about her own vulnerability, and Which that is she great. Would, and mm. she wasn't aware that she could be hurt so much because maybe she thought that she was just playing, and then she surprised herself. You know, yeah. that's how. Yeah, I imagine it yeah. could have gone gone down. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, definitely. It was just the the structure of it. It was like, um, yeah, like I'm not good at the, the structure was specifically I'm not good at being a slut. Yeah, because I got my feelings hurt, and it's like. There's some there's some problems yeah. with that for me yeah. and um, yeah um, but I but you're what you're saying absolutely and like it's yeah vulnerability is good to see and and that's um, and that's definitely yeah that like that I, I I congratulate but yeah how to how to it's always those things where you it's a great topic but like how to write it out where do I go with it and then where are the punches you know what I mean like it's and a good also, topic but exactly and like I mean what you were talking about before about like how non-monogamy right now feels a little different for you there's mm. less of an urge like mm-hmm. are you less of a slut now because you feel more partnered yeah or like more committed to your partner it's like it's interesting or yeah is that does that outlook fundamentally maybe not change because that's sort of like who you are that you're just like somebody who's like open and like sexually sort of easily stimulated and like allows yourself to be easily stimulated Mm, what do you mean by easily stimulated just like like you said like if you're i think you were somebody who's always like aware i mean you're obviously very aware of like vibes anyway but like Mm. that you're like when you're when you're going to be on tour you're going to be like aware of like maybe there's a a cute audience member i don't know (laughs) um i interesting i don't know like uh feeling less of a slut because i'm a i feel like i feel like um like slut is not part of my identity in any way but it's just i like i rebel against any um any ideas that we should be conservative with our sexual mm-hmm. energy and that there should be any shame around mm-hmm. um engaging with people you know consensually like if there's a vibe that why why not explore it yeah. if, if it's if it's mutual and it's yeah. interesting and um and it feels healthy yeah you know like why not explore those things and why would why should any um ideas of like other people's opinions ever stop you from trying things out sexually Mm -hmm. so i think like that's just it's just a like a a a foundation like logic for me so it's not about like i've never been interested like you know there's enough social pressure like i I don't like telling 
how many people I've slept with. Like, I don't know how many people I've slept with, but like, oh, I'd like, love to know. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did like a, a round up of number. like, I can do like national, like I can, can count like nationalities as in like how uh, many from a country. But okay, like but maybe like, full... could a five year old count to that number? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. It's, it's, not over, it's not over. I don't think it's over a hundred. I don't think. Um, but, but, um, but like, it's, it's like, I've never wanted to publicize how sexually active I am because I have like in high, like high school, uni, like in different social groups throughout my life, I have been like, I've received bad, um, mm. bad responses. No, like I've been, I've you felt like you were talked about or like yeah. people commented. Yeah, absolutely. Your your and like, yeah. and like not being respected or, um, being mistrust, like just mistrusted. Oh, or like as a person in distrusted. general, just yeah. because you slept with a lot of people. Yeah. Or because I, yeah, like that, that, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause I've, mm. um, I think what, but why, so. what, what is it about that? Is it because people think that you don't care about the people and that it's just about, the sex? Yeah, I think I think that's part of it. People think that if you're promiscuous, that you're uncaring. Yeah, yeah, and that you, I guess, you can hurt people. Yeah. Well, that's definitely been true. Um, and you know, I think it takes a, I think there's, um, it takes a long time for people to balance the um, sort of sexual liberation and promiscuity and balance that with understanding. Or oh, how much is this like? How much? Like, when should I engage with people sexually? Should I not make every relationship about that? Yeah. And so that's something that I think most people in their 20s figure out. And, yeah. but, you know, you can meet those those young men or women or people who clearly are bringing sex into every one of their dynamics. Sure. And, and that's unhealthy. But, like, moving beyond that, um, I've, yeah, I've definitely... Uh, what's the best way to say it? Like not being treated dis. Now that sounds shitty, but like people have d- not trusted me because of my um, sexual yeah. history, and I think also, um, uh, yeah, social groups have like, um, yeah, there's been a certain level of disrespect and being like, oh, you're, you're, hmm. yeah, you're, you're just a slut, like you're. Yeah, there's a there's a trust. Even though thing. your apartment was always clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. That's... So I have. Um, so what was that? What was the question that spawned my? Um, so the the reputation of being a slut. So like I've not not wanted to put it out there, but when like yeah. I'm not wanting to hide it either because it's like why? What's the problem with me having slept with like ten of my colleagues? You know, like what's, yeah. the, what's like who cares? Like have you if ever... I was a dude, you wouldn't fucking care. Yeah, I mean, people care also about. I mean, in a different way. But have you also had the opposite? Because I feel like sometimes, even though I date so little, that sometimes, like especially like people who've been in relationships for a long time, if they hear that I'm on the apps, they're like, "Oh my god, tell me all the crazy stories! Like my mm-hmm. life is so boring. Like mm-hmm. please entertain me." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Dude, this is like." my feelings like it's not that oh, yeah. fun like i go home crying even though it's a funny story like totally like i'm not here to like i'm not doing this to i'm not like the purpose is not to have a bit afterwards no. the purpose is actually to, to find love, love. absolutely <laughs> Just, do you feel i mean like obviously as comedians we do do it but they're also private situations and there are obviously a lot of things that we don't talk about on stage do you ever feel mm. like people exploit you for the entertainment value oh i have um friends who i have kind of disconnected from who would uh, they're a couple they would 
be like, oh, Anna, let's get out your phone and let's go through your messages on the dating apps and like read them out together. And one would play me and one would play the other one. And I'd be like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And like, they'd do it for, you know, like half an hour and be like, this is getting really sad. (laughs) Like, it's it's like, like all of these, and it's like, these are all failed attempts at me trying to meet someone that I feel connected with. Like, absolutely, I feel. And that's very vulnerable uh, to share with anyone. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Very thankful. But yeah, like, um, I don't know. But that's it. Like they, they're non-monogamous and they also have crazy yeah. exploits, I guess. But, um, but I yeah. just sometimes think it's funny that people see dating as this kind of adventure. Yeah. When it's like, it's, it's really, it, it can, can be, very, be very rarely. I, I'm in yeah. the mood where I'm like, yeah, let's just meet someone. Let's I just feel have free fun. and young. <laughs> yeah. And, and light about it. Like there's so yeah. many interactions where you're just like, Ugh, this guy would have treated me like shit. Ugh, this guy just like, um, I don't know, like, you just can... like rolling my eyes so much. Yes, you know, yes. Or, like, oh my God, you do stand up. My friends always tell me, I mean, oh, yeah, the I'm amount so fun. Oh, yeah, right. Oh my God. Or just like dates where it's like you just realize this guy just wants to talk about himself for two oh. hours, not a single fucking question. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, just like very disheartening human interactions you know meeting yeah. strangers is hard work it's hard work yeah and uh, and particularly when you're going in, in it with the hope that maybe you'll have a nice connection and yeah, then it's this you always do huge disappointment huge and then like yeah and then you have the situations where you get you you have all the good things happening and then they turn out to be a terrible person for I know. you you know and that's so really ups and down. Yeah, yeah it's super fucking exhausting like the number of you know really shitty people that i ended up or like and just bad endings to things mm. that really hurt me like yeah like yeah like my even like my last um sort of two like kind of boyfriend relationships yes they only lasted like two months but they got to the point where that you know boyfriend girlfriend the way they both ended were really heartbreaking things yeah. like oh, really yeah, I, I know one of them mm. and then the other one like and then the other one like mid 2021 uh there was also one start of 2022 um but like that one was just like thought stuff was really developing then via instagram text being oh like you know this is only ever going to be casual and it's like motherfucker like we're hanging out three times a week we spend like yeah so much time together also like say it to my face Come yeah on. say it to my fa- like what the fuck oh you can't see any future with me no cool cool and then the one before that this motherfucker like like kind of physically assaulting me when he was drunk and then when i said i was going to leave because he was in a bad place threatening suicide it's like oh my god it's like you know like and these were like love situations yeah. like yeah it's heartbreaking yeah. man it like, fucks you up yeah it's like it's not you know and I, of course i would have loved those relationships to have worked out i was in them for a reason you know of course yeah <laughs> Ugh. so yeah. yeah yeah i have a little pet peeve about people like think like especially people in relationships that are maybe like not simulated enough, mm. like asking for entertainment value from us. <laughs> it's like be sympathetic, or or just like people who are, you know, are like, oh, you're single, like you know, like just like that pity, and it's like get <laughs> fucked. Like, how happy are you really in your exactly? <laughs> oh my god, I've always wanted to do a bit about like people always like when they're in the relationship, they're always like, yeah, it's great. You know, maybe they'll mention like a little thing. 
And then once they're broken up, they're always like, oh, yeah, the last three years were horrible. And I'm like, I was with you the last three years. Why were you never honest with me? And, yeah. You know, you owe that to the single people because otherwise we're always feeling shit because we think like, ooh, relationship is the great goal. Yeah. That's like the end of the road that we need to get to. I hate it. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. I, um, yeah, I... I kind of hate, like, I really kind of embraced singleness, you know, still look was looking for partners, of course, and uh, really wanted that, but also was really trying to be like, all right, like, you know, being okay with being yeah. um, solo. And, uh, and like, now that I've got this thing that's working nicely, it's like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not like not, in no way um, resenting it, but the God damn it is like, oh my God, I, I have missed this so much and like and like and I'd sort of gone through the grieving of it in the last five years for sure um but then coming back into something that's like so much like I didn't want to be in a relationship unless it was adding to my life and only expanding my life not reducing it right and uh and that's why all my relationships have been so short the last five years because it's like oh you're not healthy for me you're not healthy for Mm. me this is dangerous um not feeling it you know those were the options really but being in a partnership where it's like oh my god this is this is healthy and i'm having fun and like i feel so looked after and i don't feel like i'm being exploited in any way yeah and i can be completely honest and my lifestyle is like like my career and my priorities are respected and supported yeah that's amazing you know it's just like so he's not taking any other partners on (laughs) (laughs) not at the moment it's uh i mean for me he's very young (laughs) he's very young he's so cute i love when he's like but i'll be 27 in april Oh, he's adorable. Um, yeah. I'm very happy for you. Oh, thanks. Because I feel, I mean, like, even though we're not like, I, I'm sure I only heard like a quarter of all of the experiences you've had over the last years. Like, yeah, I think you really deserve <laughs> having somebody who makes you truly happy. It's it's really nice. Like, I still have moments where I'm like, it's all going to fall apart. <laughs> like, this is, of course. This, it's like, yeah. I've missed something and I'm yeah. not, I'm blind to something. Yeah. But like, right now it does seem very, yeah, I'm enjoying it. So that's nice. what's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I take you as my inspiration. Oh, well, let's see how it goes. So let's, let's wrap up with yeah. a, um, let's wrap up with a bit of a, what are you excited for? Or like, what are your, uh, a couple of things for 2024? 2024. Um, I mean, we talked about before the podcast, we're both doing a new comedy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing it like mid on the 17th of January. I'm not sure when this comes out. And then I'm going to go on a little tour like Stuttgart, München, Prague and Brno. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very nervous about it still because the hour is not ready. <laughs> um, so that's like a lot of pressure, but excitement. Yes. And then I have some writing jobs that I'm uh, excited for and i'm gonna go to tenerife nice like end of january like kind of writing like i'm going with a with a girlfriend and so i hope that's gonna be you should um i know i, I guess it's a holiday but there's a bar there mm. and i did a split with simon there mm. and <laughs> they always hit me up like they've been okay. since i went the first time they sometimes contact me saying anna please come back would love to have you do another show okay. you could do your solo there 
I know okay. you're probably going for a holiday, but I could do it on the lap because I'm I'm not in the in the city. Mm-hmm. We're like out in the in nature, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe the last night. Or something. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. I'll give you their contact details. Yeah. They're great little bar called. So all the fans of Anna's in Tenerife, <laughs> watch out! <laughs> <laughs> Got a great comment from Berlin coming over. Good, yeah, do it. Like I, I had a really nice time. Oh, and that'd be awesome. The thing is, people in Tenerife are already happy. Oh my god! So they're amazing. <laughs> Just imagine, just imagine, just imagine like you're happy when you're in Tenerife. So you're, yeah, your, your presence at a comedy show is so much better. Um, okay. Nice, 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 nice. And any like, um, any like sort of resolution or your like a uh, clarity things that you're bringing into 2024? Um, yeah. About the narrative, stop, mm-hmm. stop the narrative mm-hmm. for me, but more like not, that's not really professional, but more like that I'm not so much in my head mm-hmm. saying like, Oh, of course this has to happen to me because this is the story of my life. Ah, yes, yes, that, yes. Like I want to do less of that. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, as much as it can be helpful, like looking for patterns and then yeah. like, but I'm like well therapized at yeah. this point. Good, good, so, good. I mean, I'm still in therapy, but you know, I don't, I need, I, I, I need to do more of like the living in the moment and like mm-hmm. hearing, feeling what's mm-hmm. now. There's, um, there's a book. I don't know how much you're into Buddhism, but um, I prefer the French title, The True Art of Power. Oh. Uh, the the English one is just The Art of Power, which sounds kind of capitalistic. But it's 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 about it's it's sort of Buddhist application and business and creative um, mm. work. So Interesting. I, that's really helpful. That helped me a lot. But I, oh, should... I also have a great a book recommendation mm. that I just listened to, Martha Beck, The Way of Integrity. Um, it's sort of self-helpy, but... Um, and she she went through she she comes from a Mormon background. She has like her dad was like a big Mormon guy, and then she left uh, the church. She became queer and blah blah blah. Like very interesting life story, but it's more about like she 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 did one year of not lying ever, like even in so like little social settings. Yeah, very interesting. And I mean, obviously she lost some friends, but she said she felt so free. And I've like I don't think I'll ever do that, but it's just like it made me so much more aware of when. You're lying. Like when you're lying in like social situations all the time, just like, no, I'm fine. And Mm -hmm. uh, no, yeah, I'm looking forward to this week. (laughs) Ooh, yeah, that's an interesting one. I like that a lot. I'm, yeah, that's uh, just like to to make yourself more aware, like how many times you're like not being honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) Like, I don't care about other people, just being honest with myself. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And that makes you uncomfortable and like sometimes even sick, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. think a lot of sickness is due to um, not expressing stuff. Yeah. Um, How about you? Um, I'm doing the Leicester Comedy Festival in Feb, which will be Ooh, a fun little fun. foray into a, a different space. Um, also going to be doing some spots in Manchester. So be in Leicester and then go up to Manchester and then, yeah. So that'll be that'll be an interesting little new experience, mm-hmm. um, and then doing yeah doing the the usual the Melbourne Comedy Festival and the Edinburgh Festival, and doing full runs for both of those. Whoa, seriously? Yeah. Wow. So, um, and I've got this like YouTube stuff coming out, which I really hope uh, the editing and everything makes it like brings out the most funny i'm excited to see how it looks that were you were shooting last mm-hmm. winter mm-hmm. like in the winter in yeah. december yeah so excited to see how that all comes together um but also really like uh yeah the, the thing for this year really is um giving myself breathing space and uh and just 
yeah, been a little bit, a little bit like I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm still, still got a solid work ethic, but like, yeah, like just giving myself I think it's giving myself nights off or space to kind of um, process everything Mm. and decompress. And because every time, like, yeah, taking that time off over Christmas and stuff, like then when I get to shows, I'm so excited to be there. You really are. I really am. It's frightening to me. (laughs) And I have, so I get to, I I really, I love, I love what I do. I just need to, so this year is about, um, really making sure I block out some space. And I think <laughs> sadly, but not sadly, it's great that I've got it, but like having a partner really helps because I'm able to actually relax and start. And like, yeah. we have nights where we'll watch a movie and then just sit and talk for three hours. And like, it's very yeah. chill. To, it's not like this intent, you know, it's just like talking shit and thinking and unpack, like just psychologically unpacking, yeah. like subconsciously unpacking stuff. So just giving myself more breathing space. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And hopefully playing some live gigs with my band. Oh, that's also very exciting. That's also on on the cards. We're starting to rehearse again more regularly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Fuck yeah. Well, I'm going to probably publish this tomorrow. So um, where's your solo? My solo is at Mass Comedy Club in Vedding on the 17th. Beautiful. All right. And I've got, um, I'll be posting this tomorrow. So please come to the Backdoor Comedy Festival. Yes, I'll also be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Backdoor Comedy Festival, Saturday the 13th of January at Mishlivska from 6 p.m. till midnight. I think there's still early bird passes available. 14 euro for six hours of comedy back to back. Amazing. 19 comedians. Let's go! All right. All right. This has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you so much and goodbye. Bye.